Welcome to the show. We're so glad you're here. Now let's have some fun. Yeah. 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 Okay. Hi, friends. Mm. It's our pre-Thanksgiving episode of the Brian Trust. <laughs> oh, yeah. Gobble, gobble. Mm-hmm. Gobble, gobble, beach. Food. Yes. Food and thanks. And food. Food issues. And, and mm-hmm. yeah, and all of the food and family drama, the, the hallmarks of a Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, not for me this year. No, no family this week. <laughs> this year. Oh. So I'm, I'm staying home. So, uh-uh. uh, that's okay. But, uh, no, you know, Thanksgiving's coming up. So however you choose to spend it, hopefully it's with people you tolerate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of a note did we start out this show on? <laughs> you know, I, I, it's, it's been a bit of a bummer week a little bit. Not, not overall, just sort of well because i mean you know it's interesting um why talk to us talk well, you to know us. well uh, we're, we're here for you celebrity well, desk celebrity going. desk come in threes so the, oh. i mean the big story was this week stan lee passed away yes they, not oh not the founder of marvel comics but definitely the guy who kind of drove a lot of his success and, yeah that was a tough uh, one 90 yeah. what what was he 95 95 yeah Whew. so i mean good on him it was a good run Absolutely. Like I'm not sad that he's gone, only just because I I had a whole Facebook conversation with somebody about the cameos he's been making in the movies. Yeah. Because now now everybody's going to look back on it like, oh, it's all wistful, and some of them were just painful. Yeah. Uh, They're just hard to watch, and not not necessarily for anything that he did. It's just they were badly written, I think, oh. and some of them felt super forced, but some of them were very subtle and like really well done, you know, yeah. it was kind of certain ones that, that worked really, really well. Yeah. Um, but mostly it's the early stuff. Like when he first started appearing in things, there's actually uh, I'll see if I can find it on YouTube and put it in the show notes. There's a, um, somebody did a super cut of like every, like on camera cameo that Stanley has ever done. Um, and it's going back to like 1989. Wow! Yeah, it's ridiculous, and it's it's really well done. I mean, the the, the it's it's like 10 minutes long. Oh wow! If you think about that, yeah, it's 10 minutes of cameos up through uh, Doctor Strange. I think was the last one mm-hmm. that he's got here. But they they have stuff uh, with all of that, and supposedly there are more that they filmed for upcoming projects. Yeah, uh, as well. But they uh, haven't got them all. Supposedly, they filmed like a bunch so they could just slot them into whatever movies they want to do. And so, I were, basically, our discussion was, you know, they want to keep seeing tributes. So I'm like, well, yeah, that's fine. I think they want to be careful about going overboard with it, lest it becomes a joke oh, yeah. in and of itself, which it kind of was. Really, just the way he kept showing up. My favorite was Guardians of the Galaxy two when he was with the Watchers. Oh, out in yeah. space, like tying all the other cameos together. <laughs> like, yeah. And then at the end, they're like, where are you going? You're my ride home. Like he was just out there in a space suit. It was really fun. Like they got sick of him. Like I thought that was, I thought that was very cute, you know? Um, and some of the cameos were really, really nice and touching. And uh, some of that as well, that just, they worked. Um, and that was one of the later ones. That's why. So you look at some of the really, like at the beginning of the, of the, the beginning of this scene, 
it starts with one of like the incredible Hulk TV movies. Yeah. Um, that Bill Bixby did before he passed away. And that was, um, and so they were like, it starts there and that one, the first one's not bad, but then there's a bunch of just cringe inducing appearances. I'm just like, Oh God, why? And then they just get better and better. Um, right. Cause they figured out how to write, write these cameos properly, I guess. Um, but, um, yeah, so that one, but then also, dovetailing off our discussion last week of Stanley Kubrick in 2001, yes. Douglas Rain, who voiced Hal in 2001, oh. passed away this week as oh, well. Oh, my goodness. That was, that was like the day before Stanley passed away. Whoa. Um, and so, but yeah, I, I think the news was actually, no, I, I got the news on Sunday, like after we recorded and we posted the episode and stuff. Then I read, I was going through the news and read that. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, so, man. <laughs> it was just kind of very sudden. And then, like uh, a couple days ago, this one's not pop culture related as much. Roy Clark, oh yeah, uh, from Hee Haw. Yeah, those who re- those who remember Hee Haw, he passed away on Thursday. Wow. Um, but he was also, I mean, they all had good runs. They were in their nineties, pretty much. Yeah, in their late eighties, early nineties, a good run, and yeah. Um, but that one surprised me too. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, so. Wow. Yeah, but the Stanley one, I mean, I've just, because, because of the Facebook groups I belong to, like the ones for Dragon Con and a few of them just littered the wall with stuff. Um, yeah. The best suggestion I saw, with, with actually the funniest suggestion, is that from now on they should have Ryan Reynolds show up as Deadpool, oh. dressed as Stan Lee, with like a wig and the glasses and a mustache. Oh, yeah. And like every cameo from now on, it should just be Deadpool that shows up. Yeah. I was just like, that's kind of funny. But that's yeah. that's the kind of thing where I'd be like, that's going a little far. Maybe like for one of them going for it, like yeah. at one one movie, like the next Infinity War or something. That'd be awesome if they slotted him in just to make an appearance. Yeah. Like he doesn't have anything to do with the action, but it'd just be funny to see Deadpool like running across the background or something. Yeah. Um, I have a feeling what they're going to do is they're probably going to do like they did uh, in, in Deadpool 2. Because he didn't make an appearance in Deadpool 2, did he? Um, no, he was, he was uh, like a poster. The, he, was, he was in the, he was in the teaser trailer. Yeah. Like when they did the whole phone booth thing. Yeah. When Deadpool was in the phone booth and like trying to yeah. get out that, that big teaser trailer, he was in that. Yes. But like but in the actual in, movie, I don't think he was in or something. Yeah. They just, they kind of just, um, yeah, it was, it was a lot more subtle. Uh, yeah, I think I bet they're going to keep doing that. Teaser trailer, probably. Right, I bet they'll keep doing that. He'll show up in something, right? Oh yeah, no, I I imagine. Obviously, it won't be in person, but he'll be like a poster or something on a TV or or something. I'd like to see like a statue. Yeah, or statue, random, like some random location. He's like a statue in a park in Central Park or something. They go by and it's just a statue standing there, like oh, (laughs) yeah, you know, but. uh, well, no, they may do, like I said, I, I imagine he'll probably have, I'd be curious to see if they had a cameo planned for Captain Marvel or not, because oh. that's set back in the eight, because it's set back in the eighties. I'm like, I wonder if they would digitally de-age Stan Lee. Ooh, they could um, well, they have the look, because if you watch the first one in the supercut, that was from 89. Like he hadn't gone all gray yet. Yeah. Uh, no, but he shows up as like a jury member um, kind of thing. And yeah. it's kind of funny, but yeah, so that happened. But today, as we record, is also an interesting occasion. It is. It is. This is this is a more chipper, depending on how you want to take it, uh, anniversary. Uh, it is. It is exactly 
40 years ago today that a particular uh, thing was aired on television and it has only aired once. Wait, let's, let's see if we can guess this. 40 years ago today yes. would be, let me do some math here, 78. Mm-hmm. Okay. It only aired once. Yep. Oh. Oh. Please, <laughs> don't. I swear to God, if this is a Christmas special, <laughs> is it a Christmas special? No. Oh, okay. Is it a holiday special? Yes. Oh, no. Is it... Was it a George Lucas holiday special? <laughs> well, wait Sort of. Okay. <laughs> sort of. Let's be fair. You didn't want anything sort to do with it. Are we talking about the Star well, Wars holiday yes, special? Yes, we are talking about the Star Wars oh, holiday special. That, that thing is Saturday, awesome. it was 11... Yeah, it was November 17, 1978. Oh, boy. The Star Wars High Really Special aired once and only once mm-hmm. ever. Um, and they tried to destroy every copy of it so it would never, ever see the light of he day. He did try. Day. Yeah, apparently, it's just mainly because Lucas was working on Empire Strikes Back and he didn't get it. Yeah. He came up with like a general concept. Um, and then he helped like co create the idea of Boba Fett. Oh. But then, other than that, he was pretty much hands off and it was given to CBS who basically put it in the hands of producers of who, whose expertise was variety shows. Yep. So as you can, and, and for those of you who have seen the results, oh, bro. Um, it's, <laughs> it is, it is a sight to behold. I will say that. Um, it is a painful, I, painful, I would say any true star Wars fan, that is the crucible by which you mark yourself as a true star Wars fan. Like I've actually sat through that once. Yep. I've sat through you it. Know. Um, uh, it's laughable now. It, it oh god, is it is laughable. so yeah, it is so ridiculously laughable. It it's painfully funny. That's the problem. In fact, Riff right. Tracks did a very good take on it. I'll put the link in the show notes if anybody wants to get it. It's like ten bucks. Yeah, it's a really great. And they just upgraded the video that they had. Um, they re-released it on Riff Tracks because they got a better quality video of the holiday special, so they could re-release right. it. It's to, yeah, so it's that concept of Life Day and like you meet Chewbacca's family, um, uh, and for Chewie, some reason, what was, the, what was the wife's name? Min- Minara. Mala. There's Mala, Mala. and then yeah, the Mala. grandfather is Itchy, itchy. and the, the kid is Lumpy. Lumpy. <laughs> it's like they just gave up. I, yeah, you know, pretty much. And Chewbacca, Mala, and, itchy and, and lumpy, and and B Arthur. <laughs> oh B. Arthur my works God. in the cantina. Yep. Uh, Harvey Corman plays like five different parts. Oh All yes. of them terrible. Yeah. Um, Art Carney Art, makes Art, an Oh God, Art Carney. <laughs> oh Art Carney. Oh, oh why? And he why does the whole he does the whole honeymooners thing where he's like. Oh yeah, These no, it's a large wind up, and then yeah. the the, the yeah, imperial is like, ridiculous. "Come on, yeah, it's, it's pretty so bad. ridiculous." Oh, Carter, rest in peace. She sings, yes, she's got a beautiful yes, singing she sings voice. But, oh, well, she's Debbie Reynolds' daughter. I would hope she'd be able to sing a little bit. Yeah, but my um, goodness. Oh yeah, no, it it was uh, and like and Mark Hamill shows up briefly. Yep. Uh, kind of at the they're all standing together at the end, but he's got that very brief thing where he's got like six thousand pounds of makeup on. Yep. yep. <laughs> so I was like, "Whoa!" Wasn't, and Harrison Ford showed up too. And 
When did Mark, Har- uh, Mark Hamill do Corvette Summer? Was that before Star Wars or was that in between? No, that was, yeah, that was after, yeah, that was released in 78. Before this, though, that was that was released like six right. months before in the if summer. You look at, I was because I was going to so, say yeah, probably it was because uh, if you look at him in Corvette Summer, like his hairdo and everything is almost the same, if not the same as in this this holiday special. So like they pulled him right, you know, I don't know. Well, it's I, hard. Well, no, because they filmed it because when they filmed the holiday special, I think it was. Um. Well, no, because it was already in 78. I'm not sure specifically when they filmed it, but it would have been after Corvette Summer was ever released. It probably would have been over the summer. So he would have already shot that. My guess is he was probably just relaxing. (laughs) I don't know. I've never, I'm always curious if anybody's actually asked him about it. Um, I'm sure somebody has asked asked him about his involvement in the holiday special. And Harrison right. Ford makes an appearance in this thing too, doesn't he? Briefly? Oh yeah, he's in it. Yeah, he's he's in there. I think they were all under contractual and obligation he, to do this. Uh, kind <laughs> of, yeah. It was basically uh, that. So it, was, it had to be. Uh, yeah, pretty Harrison much. Ford it does was, not talk about it. I think we uh, didn't we didn't he do an interview with like Jimmy Kimmel or something? And they asked him about it, and he. I don't know what you're talking about. He he did one of those like I'm sure he did it as a joke more than I don't know what you're talking about. I think I don't remember doing that. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure I'm sure he did that as a joke. I have him I have to believe that they the trauma is real. And they I'm sure he remembers doing it. I think I think that the dial is probably just a joke. Right. Um, And then we had and then in the in the Yeah, there's an interview with him on Conan where he yeah, there's him on Conan even denying that it existed. Oh yeah. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was kind of I think he just I think I think he just has a lot of fun with that now. And all yeah. things Star Wars at this point. Like he right. just the whole like, thing, yeah, the whole thing so much laughing. Yeah. There's there's a creepy portion where Itchy is doing some VR. Oh right? man, that it, it's a Dion Warwick. That was with Dion Warwick, and that was yeah. just uncomfortable. That oh man, I just, oh wow, I just like oh what what oh uh, uh. yeah <laughs> yeah, it's pretty bad. It was horrifying, and like, and then they got like the hollow table with Jefferson Starship, or if they, oh, no, they were just Starship at the time, I guess. Yeah, um, it was Starship, and that. But the song was actually pretty decent. But the whole thing was like. What it was ridiculous. It was a total variety show. It totally oh, yeah. was, had that variety show vibe. Obviously, they got they they got players in there that were like, oh yeah, no, the, it the was variety oh, show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's um, Oof. so I'm putting a couple of things. That there's a LA Times article that I found about it, specifically that it was the 40th anniversary. Um, and then there's uh one from Mental Floss. It's kind of like an oral history of the actual special that goes a little more in depth. Oh, about it so like they interviewed people involved and um and all that like how they got everybody involved in things it, it's kind of yeah <laughs> they had a budget for that of like a million dollars oh yeah. in, in the summer of 78 like uh, to put it this way star wars itself what they now call episode four only cost 11 million to make yeah at the time so i mean it's a lot of money at the time for a, especially for a tv holiday special but yeah, the whole thing, and even Mark Hamill's actually talked about it a little bit. There's clips in there from, from that. Yeah, uh, Harris Ford said, "Yeah, it was in my contract." <laughs> yeah, they were they were all under contractual obligation to do. That. Yeah, so it's kind of like, uh, <laughs> and so. they did their best with what they had. Honestly, yeah, no, no, I mean, it it's was like, yeah, it it it's hard. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, but 
Yeah, that's that. Everybody talks about that. Like, good writing. Good writing can make bad actors look great. Bad writing can make great actors look horrible. <laughs> like, there's no way around. Like, a great actor cannot make bad material good. Right. Right. There's just no way. Around. There's no way to do it. Right. I just uh, wonder how many hands were in this pie. You know, go make. Well, you get a chance you know. to read the articles, like they're really, especially the mental floss one. It is really in depth. It came out last year, oh. um, but it was a really good read. I remember reading it at the time they released it. It was a really good read uh, about the whole thing. So I'm just like, wow, yeah. So 40 years ago today, Sergeant Pepper cried away. <laughs> they won't be doing anything with that thing. That's just a mark in time. Like nobody's going to go and. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. well that's the thing is well like i said riff tracks we, mm. they released it a couple of years ago yeah um with the riff version of it which which they got basically it was a tape that it was a copy they had of somebody that somebody taped it in boston oh. on like their vcr so it actually still has it still has oh, like yeah. commercials in it oh that's stuff too which is great i was just like yeah that was fantastic because it was taped off a tv set Oh yeah, um, that kind of thing. So they just they literally just left the commercials in there. I don't, uh, you know what? Which is I really fascinating to watch because it's like this. It's such a time capsule of the of the period. Yeah, so. yeah. I vaguely remember watching this. Like I'm, I, you know, I'm sure we plopped out in front of the TV as a family and turned it on and watched it. I, I, I have no, I have no memory yeah. of it. I, I was only like, <laughs> I would have only been like four, so I, I don't know if we ever saw it. I don't think yeah. we did because I think the first. The first Star Wars I actually saw was probably Empire Strikes Back mm. when it aired on TV yeah. in like 1980. I think it was 81 at that point um, yeah. um, later on. And then I saw Jedi in the theaters. But um, and by then, oh, of course, no. I'd gone back and seen episode four as well. I might have seen it before Empire. I'm not sure. Yeah, I've uh, seen every Star Wars uh, movie in the theater. The first, the first TV thing that was Star Wars related that I remember seeing was the Ewok Adventure, oh boy, yeah. the first one. Know. Yeah, I, it was, and I remember that because I got chicken pox shortly after that because I was hanging out yeah. with um. That with wasn't too bad. And his brothers. That one wasn't me. too bad. That that TV show wasn't too bad. It was that. Yeah, that first. Well, the the first special wasn't terrible it was was cheesy it wasn't terrible the second one was just that was the second one had wilford brimley Mm. and it was just god awful just the story was weak i don't know if what they were trying to do with the first one at least felt dramatic like had some dramatic tension to it and yeah um it had the older brother who they had like a brother and sister you know his parents had possibly died they weren't sure um it was a very kind of dramatic like i liked it a lot more but then they decided to focus on the little girl so they like killed the brother off in the second one it's like what the yeah <laughs> like kill yeah. the entire family off and this leaves this little girl on her own <laughs> with the Ewoks. it's just like it was brutal yeah oh yeah no it was awful um but i think it was um yeah, I think that was probably the first thing I saw. And then maybe the droids cartoon, the mm. first version of that, um, mm. when they, it was like R2 and C3PO on their own adventures right. kind of thing when they were trying to milk everything for what it was worth. Mm. Uh, Cause they didn't feel like diving into actually doing the sequels <laughs> like they were talking about, you know, like, Oh, come on. Holiday special. Um, uh, yeah, so that's I so will, I, and I'm sure I will watch it again this holiday season. Will it you? Is, it is in my regular. Well, the Rift Tracks version is in my regular Christmas rotation. Ah, uh, um, 
with other with a bunch of other Christmas movies, but that's specific. You have like, to you you have to have uh, additional uh, influence when you're watching this when you're watching it. Like you oh, yeah. have to have yeah. somebody, you have to have it sprinkled with some somebody else giving <laughs> some commentary because it is yeah. just the most ridiculous. It's yeah. painful. It's, Pretty much, it's if yeah, you either have either have a commentary track or be drunk or stoned. Yeah, when something. you watch this, <laughs> I had to break it up into pieces. I couldn't sit through the whole thing in one sitting. Yeah, I had to like take a break. Um, other good news, I I heard. I don't remember if I talked about it. no because I think I heard about it after the show last week, which was um, Mystery Science Theater three thousand. They do their Turkey Day marathon every year mm-hmm. on Thanksgiving Day, which is great. Mm-hmm. This year they're doing stuff a little differently. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was interesting. It's a two-pronged attack. So they're actually moving the official Turkey Day Marathon to tomorrow, which is Sunday the 18th. I see. Because they're dropping season 12 on Thanksgiving Day, which is the 30th anniversary of the show launching in the first place. Ah, good for them. Which is interesting. And they're doing season 12 in an interesting way, which is they're calling it the gauntlet. So all of the host segments are connected together. So like they're watching the movies back to back to back to back to back. Yeah. So, and I think that's because they, since they release, since Netflix releases it in a bingeable format, I thought it was like, at first I'm like, oh, these are brand new movies. I thought it was separate from season 12, but it appears to just be season 12 and it's only six movies as opposed to the 13 or 14 they did with season 11, which is unfortunate. But to me, it's like, okay, you know, (laughs) any, it's, that's fine with me. I mean, if that's what they needed to do to release it on time, you know, that's fair. Yeah. Um, and it's like brand is, and some of it's recent stuff too. I know they're doing like Mac and me, uh, <laughs> and some, just uh, some other, uh, let me see if I can find that episodes they're talking about. It was, um, cause they released the names and stuff that they were doing. Yeah. It was, they had like a special like trailer just for that, that they released. And, um, yeah, it was Mac and me, the, uh, the day time ended, Atlantic Rim, which is like the the asylum knockoff of the Pacific Rim uh, movies. Um, one of the Ator movies, which I've seen, I've actually seen because Rift Tracks did it already, and, and a Roger Corman film, of course. Uh, yeah, it's a nice, looks like a nice cross section of genres that they're mocking this time. So, I think it should be uh, should be interesting. You know, it's, uh, I'm so I'm looking forward to that for sure. But that that's going to make this week very interesting because I have that on. So I have the the, tur- the regular Turkey Day Marathon tomorrow. I've got that on Thursday. Um, and I still have all those movies I suggested last week's show oh, yeah. that I got suggestions for that I need to watch as well. So oh. 2001, I'm, I'm, I'm putting 2001 and 2010 in that list. Yep. Just because, I, I mean, I've, I've seen 2010. I just want to see it again. Is that um, good? Is that a good one? I mean, we've well, talked about this before. Is that a well, good oddly, one? Is it worth it? Oddly enough, uh, the incomparable, like I said, the, the podcast last week, they talked about 2001. So this, the next episode, they talked about 2010. And I remember some of it. It's been a long time since I've seen the movie. I so I kind of want to see it again. Yeah. Um, they're, they're, the ultimate judgment was it's actually a good film. It's a decent sci-fi film. It's not a great film, but it also has the added baggage of being a sequel in 2001, oh, yeah. which it's hard to top. So it was right. like, because, I mean, obviously Kubrick was not involved at all, but Arthur C. Clarke was. Because mm-hmm. he wrote that. So he, he wrote the book as a direct sequel to the movie and not his original book. I see. And then 
so they made a movie of that. So there are there are some some minor inconsistencies here and there, but not drastic yeah. stuff. And so it was like, but it's it's a little bit more. It's kind of like what Alien is to Aliens. Uh, you know, like Aliens is this more action driven sequel. So it's got. I mean, it's still a good thing, but the the artistry and the visual content behind it is different. Yeah. Than the original, so like, there's no, it's it's impossible to really live up to an original in that with an original that's so iconic. Yeah. In a way, so you have to find a different way to do it. So yeah. now, to be fair, I know there are fans out there uh, who think Aliens is far superior a movie to Alien. Uh, I am one of them. <laughs> it's, I think it's a better movie overall. Mm. Um, I think visually, Alien, the original, the Ridley Scott Alien, is interesting. Yeah, I think it's. I do. I do think it's interesting, and I think it, it generates the right suspense. But Aliens is so much more driving and uh, like moving forward. Like there's there's more of a more of a thrill ride feel to it. So uh-huh. I don't know, but yeah. So they've got. Yeah, we talked about some of the movies that I think were on the list uh, last week, but I'm gonna basically just take Thanksgiving weekend and watch them all. Yeah, and see what happens. Yeah. You know, it's, uh, should be an interesting time. <laughs> uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's quite an interesting cross section of stuff. So, yeah. Um, some of it, some of it, some of it's going to cost me money, but some of it's on actual streaming services. So right. it'll be good. It's all good. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's going to be my Thanksgiving weekend. Apart from the occasional rehearsal for the Christmas show and stuff. But yeah, that's nice. I think it'll be a good time, you know, it's, uh, and I've been, um, I've also been binge watching the Americans. Yeah. We've seen that. That's a pretty decent show. It's an amazing show. I was, yeah. I, it's another one, like much like community, I would say it's one of those, I, I kind of regret not watching in first run. Uh, uh they just finished their last season this year. So, was, um, so the the series is ending. I'm actually getting into. I just finished season five this morning before we were recording. Yeah. Um. So I'm interested. What I like about the show is, I mean, they're very good about continuity and showing things. But like for the people who in the show, uh, for people who haven't seen the Americans, it's basically about the this couple that has kids and stuff. But they're they're both sleeper agents for the KGB. Huh. Uh, active agents, I should say, specifically for the KGB and spying and doing all this stuff. And it, and it shows them kind of um, building new sources and doing all of the stuff. What I like about it is they continue, they, they, especially in the later season, they've been showing more scenes set in Russia. Yeah. And the fact that the, and the conversations are all in Russian with subtitles. So it like forces you to watch it. Yeah. So you can, unless you know Russian, then, you know, <laughs> otherwise you don't know what they're saying. So like you kind of have to watch and it's like, Ooh, this is interesting. And it's actually like a good story. Like it's kind of interesting material and it's not like there's a spy on loose ball. You know, it's all just mundane everyday life yeah. for some of these people. And it's like, Oh, okay. <laughs> some of it's sad. Some of it's kind of nice. You know, there's a couple characters. I'm like, I really want these two to meet up. <laughs> you know, I think it'd be nice for, yeah. for both of them at this point. Yeah. But I'm, I'm really interested to see how the story ends. For sure now. Yeah. So yeah, it's pretty good. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend that. It's all streaming on Prime Video on Amazon right now. So if you know if anybody wants to watch that, highly recommend it. Nice. Anyway, so <laughs> with that. Yes. 
No, I've been, I, I started watching something on Netflix. Uh, okay. It's a documentary on the 80s. And uh, it's a, uh, yeah, uh, the executive producer, one of the executive producers is Tom Hanks. And he makes an appearance in the documentary. I'm only on the first episode, but it's actually really good. Hmm. Any of us that grew up in the 80s, it's, uh, it looks like it's going to be a really good docu. It's a docu-series. What's the name of it? The 80s. Oh, it's just the 80s? Yeah, the 80s. It's a docu-series. So the episode, so the very first episode is uh, the TV, TV of the 80s. And they kind of touch on like how it was, you know, how. The oh, 80s. that's the, the CNN. Is it? No, it's not, I don't think it's a CNN one. Uh-uh. Yeah. Yeah, that's, they did. Yeah, because they did basically the, the, the 60s, the 70s, the 80s, the 90s. They did. A, a docuseries like every year covering a different decade. It's yeah, it's been on. I don't remember it being a CNN thing. I don't know. I have to go. Yeah, back. it was originally produced on, like it originally aired on CNN. Is this the same one that, wait, let me find this. Hold that on. should be the, the one you're talking about, I think. I don't know. Let me, let me look here, Tom. Here. That's the only one I know that's named the 80s. 80s. So that's why I was like, uh, the, it's got a different name or something. I could I could have the name wrong. Uh, if I can spell eighties. Tom Hanks eighties. Here it is. Uh, it's a mini series. Oh, it was it is a CNN thing? You're absolutely yeah. correct. Yeah, that's okay. You know, it's yeah. well, no, uh, and anyway. that's and I heard the like the sixties, like some of the earlier ones were also really, really like supposedly every yeah. single one is really good. Yeah, but. Season one. Okay, yeah. So there are, I guess there are eight episodes for this. Yeah. And uh, the very first one is called Raised on Television. Yep. And that's the one that I'm on right now. I just yeah. I just finished that one. Yeah, they're all, it's because it covers basically the, the season covers like different segments of society and like how it was impacted by the 80s. Yeah. And- yeah uh, and stuff so that that's like the first one is like television and they've got politics and exactly um well, what was interesting stuff about, and, yeah. yeah what was interesting about the television ones they were talking about how up until the 80s there were really only three networks oh yeah right yeah. and yeah cable uh, cable only really came into play kind of in the like the late 70s at yeah. a start and then going into the 80s was when it really exploded yeah uh because i remember that as a kid like we had cable it like when i lived back in pennsylvania in like the early 80s like i remember we had cable ish but it was like an additional maybe six or seven channels like it wasn't a whole lot right um but i remember like hbo like early hbo and and prism which at the time there was a competitor to hbo right um we did not have cable it was too expensive yeah Uh, and there were no and there were no cable drops so in order for you to get cable Basically, you had to have construction in your. We had delay cable, yeah. I mean, it was, yeah, delay cable. Nobody, nobody had it. So yeah, we had. We, thing yeah, when we moved into the house, the last house we lived in in Pennsylvania, they had already been wired for it. For it, I guess. Oh yeah, we were not. Uh, so we had the box, and like the box, like it was, they couldn't control it with the remote. You like you had to go over and push the buttons on it to yeah. change the channel and stuff. Yeah, right. No, we had this thing called on TV, and on TV was uh, basically it was channel forty four scrambled. And you had to get a special scramble box. Ooh, a fancy. Scrambler, yeah. Right. And then you would flip the switch and then all of a sudden, you know. Well, and that's, and that, that was and most that of the way, and that's most of the way cable TV worked 
at the time, like it, it would <clears throat> like, you could, you could plug your TV in, you know, like you could hook your TV up to the cable outlet, but all the channels would be scrambled unless you actually had a, have a decoder box. Right. Um, to, to descramble the channels and stuff. Right. Um, which right. I thought was interesting. Yeah. So we had on TV for a while, but that yeah. was about it. Yeah. Channel 44. That was it. Yeah. That's all we had. And it was just movies and you would just, you know, it, I think it showed up in the TV guide as on TV and you would see what movies were playing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the extent that we had the rich kid in our class had, um, cause at the time I was 10, 11, something like that. And, uh, the rich kid in our class, he was the only one that had MTV. <laughs> and so of course, you know, if we were lucky enough to get invited over his house, we could watch MTV. Yeah. I don't know if I actually saw MTV until, well, no, we might've had it at some point. I don't think I ever really paid attention to it when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, well, I, do, I, I do remember money for nothing. Like that was, you know, yeah. Interesting. Well, if you didn't have if you didn't have MTV, you know, thankfully, I think it was NBC. They did Friday night videos, right? So at like eleven p.m. or eleven thirty p.m. or whatever, you could, yeah, you, know, you could set your yeah. VCR to record the hour and a half show of, yeah. Uh, See, I yeah, I've I've never I've never been into music videos in general, but um, yeah, I never got into it as a kid like yeah. that stuff. Like I I remember I would say TV in the A. I remember getting in trouble once a couple of times like i'd stay <laughs> i do remember once getting in trouble for trying to stay up to watch blue thunder oh boy the, the tv series not the movie oh, oh yeah i didn't actually see the movie until well into my into into my into my 20s yeah but um yeah that horrible tv movie tv series that had dana carvey in it of all people early on oh, like yeah. a pre-snl dana carvey yeah um played in Playing a different, playing a dramatic role, um, because I, I just liked the helicopter. Because I was a big Airwolf fan too. So oh, of course, like, Thunder, awesome. Oh, the helicopter was super cool. Yeah, no, it was. Um, and then one time, I remember once I I was in trouble already. So it was like no TV for a week, and my my grandmother let me sneak up to her part of the house yeah. to watch um, Spider Man. The live action Spider you know, Nicholas Hammond from like the late seventies. They had like a series of TV movies. Yeah, they did after the series went down, and they uh, so I was watching one of the Spider Man movies, and I got in trouble yeah. <laughs> for yeah. sneaking up to her room to watch it. So grandmas were good for that. She was, my, yeah. It took some my, convincing, but she she relented and let me let me watch it. So my grandmother used to let me watch Benny Hill because mm. she loved Benny Hill, and then the Kenny Everett show would come right after that. But we were. You know, and and if you're exposed to, an, like, for example, if you go to Spain and you see that there are topless beaches there, whatever, yeah. it's a shock at first, but then you get used to it. It was the same thing with Benny Hill. Like, we would just laugh, right? We It was like, ooh, like it was taboo at first, but then, you know, then we, we would just laugh and laugh and laugh. And then yeah. when I wouldn't go to my grandmother's house, I would turn Benny Hill on at home. And of course because my mom didn't know that that was happening. <laughs> she, just what do you think you're doing? What? what? I'm watching Benny Hill. Grandma and I watch this all the time. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> I remember when we used to try and watch, um, after we moved to Arizona, especially because um, we were older, like the, some of the scramble channels, not, not the porn channels, although occasionally we'd stop and try and see if we could see anything. 
but uh, like trying to watch HBO because we weren't paying for it when we moved out to Arizona. So it was always like, we'd always make sure we tape like all of the free weekends. Yeah. So we could get like oh. every movie possible, like tape them, save them on tape so we could watch them later. Yeah. Um, but sometimes we would try to watch it scrambled and see if we could see enough of the movie to actually enjoy it. <laughs> right. It's like, Oh, I think I see something. Yeah. Uh, yeah. sometimes it would come through like it would not clear, but it was very like, like the antenna wasn't set right or something. So you get that very wobbly picture. And yeah, yeah, yeah it was kind of funny. You could, you could detune, uh, we, we have found that you could detune enough where the line would sort of stay on one side of the, of the screen. Yeah. <laughs> And then you could kind of hear tracking, the tracking. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was uh good times in the eighties. I gotta say we back when yeah. things were allegedly simpler. Yeah. You know, well, was, you know what? Here's what I'm thinking. The economy for. wasn't quite so much in the toilet. You know? Yeah. Right. <laughs> okay. Here's what I'm thankful Sorry. for. I'm glad we didn't have cell phones when I was a kid. You know what? You know what? I, I have to agree with that. I I, do. I cannot I see a lot of and and some of it's good and some of it's bad but the, like when when I was a kid when we were kids you know I I don't know about your parents but my my parents were like get out of the house like especially yeah. the get out of here and don't come back until the streetlights come on I don't want to see your face until the street so yeah, all we weren't long, as much we my did? my mother was a little more I think my mother tended to worry a bit more so at least when she wasn't working right um and and i think that some of that yeah you know it's interesting and it makes me think of that watching the americans because it's set in the early 80s like right around that prime time and it's like watching it makes me nostalgic like where did they find all of those pay phones to shoot on <laughs> in those locations right. in new york there's like right. pay phones don't exist anymore like anywhere like where no. do they find all these pay phones in good condition no. the you know, it was right. ridiculous exactly. Um, but yeah, I think I mean, about that because everything I'm like, how different would that show be if they had cell phones Exactly. today? You well, know, even like, in the early nineties, there were the oh, yeah. cell phones weren't that popular. I remember working. Well, they were expensive. Time. They were bulky as hell and they were really expensive and oh yeah, they just, oh, the yeah. technology hadn't come down in price yet to where it was mass marketable. Exactly. I mean, uh, cause I remember working for this company and I would have to check in on pay phones. Like I would have to find a pay phone or I would have to use the, wherever, you know, whatever client, wherever I was, yeah, I would have yeah. to use their phone. I didn't have a cell phone. I remember, I think I got my first cell phone in like 96 and it was a bag. Like I got a bag phone mainly for the, I got it primarily for the car and power. Cause I was living in Flagstaff at the time. And yeah. so I wanted to make sure if I was out of town, like on the highways or something and something happened, I could reach somebody. Yeah. Um, but that was that was the first one I had was the bag phone, and I had that bag phone for a lot of years. It was like radio because I was working at Radio Shack at the time, and they had oh, it was yeah. a model that they sold, so I you know I could get it on a discount. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it was uh, that was a really that was a really neat phone when I had that, and you know the car was nice too. But you know, it was, yeah. Uh, I have like, I didn't want I didn't want to install like a permanent car phone. I was I always feel like ah, I'd rather have something I could carry around with me if I need to. Yeah. Yeah, I have somewhere here in my office. I have the first cell phone that was given to me, and the company didn't want it back because they were useless. Once yeah, they, once they can't <laughs> the service, they're like, keep the phone. We don't care. Like those brick phones, and the... it totally was. It yeah. was a big, thick brick phone from 
Well, that's kind of why I got the bag. So, like, I don't want the brick. I don't want to be walking around with the brick. The bag was like, I'm not going to be carrying it all the time. I'll probably leave it in the car. You want to see what early cell phones look like? Watch uh, Lethal Weapon. There's a scene where he's outside the car and he's got the he's got the bag phone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much what I was carrying at the time. You know, well, I think it's funny because when you watch earlier TV, like TV shows from like the 70s, the 60s and 70s, and they have like car phones. Yeah. They honestly got a car phone. Like, how did that even work? And then I realized, yeah. I, then I remember like, well, yeah, it's all radios. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just my, that was, uh, that was yeah, like, it's like dial telephones in the car. <laughs> like, that's the weirdest thing ever. Yeah. My dad uh, had one uh, where the phone actually, because there was, because the console didn't go all the way, you know, across. Mm-hmm. You know, he had like a little armrest. There was, they had a mount right there. In the middle of, you know, like right underneath where the radio would be, there was a mount there. And it yeah. was a Motorola. It was a Motorola thing. And they had to drill a hole into the into the window to put the antenna. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, how did they do that? I mean, I was like, how did they drill a hole in the glass without breaking it? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It was, it was just weird. It was, well, because it used like a, like external antenna and it, yeah. Yeah, they had to, and it was all this stuff. It was good for, and I'm looking at the Wikipedia article now about the car phone in general. Oh yeah, it was kind of mobile radio telephone first dev- first used in 1946, which is wow. crazy, right? But it, um, yeah, like in the U.S., it didn't really become heavily available till like 1984. Um, yeah. At least some of it was available. Mobile telephone service, like there was limited areas in large cities, of course. Yeah, but it used like a high power transmitter and an external antenna. So they often it was you know used in rural areas or whatever. Um, and they didn't have any hands free law or anything like that. People are always driving with the phone in there. <laughs> right. Yeah. And nowadays, nowadays it's anything that's not compliant with uh, the nine one one service, the e nine one one or whatever they're calling it now for, uh, like the universal sort of you know location system. Oh yeah. For uh, for emergency services, anything that's not compliant with that, like analog cellular is actually carriers actually have to pay penalties for that now. Ooh. So it's like, Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, you don't see obviously now cause with, with phones being as small as and portable as they are, like car phones are kind of a thing of the past or they're, it's built into the car now. Yeah. Like OnStar okay. or, um, some of that stuff where you have, now you've got like onboard Wi-Fi and, yeah, that or, yeah. Blue, or even Bluetooth. Yeah, right? well, Bluetooth came first, and then they started adding Wi-Fi and LTE, cellular service, yeah. to these cars. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's cra- I'm curious to see what's going to be next, in a way. Uh, morbidly curious, I like to say. But <laughs> What we're seeing, uh, we're already seeing new security models, for example, for like Wi-Fi. Yeah, I would believe it. WPA3 yeah. is now available. Oh, is it? Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Yep. Right. Probably not that. massively available yet, but it will get well, there. Newer, in newer devices are coming WPA3 um, compatible yeah. at least. Yeah. yeah. Prepared. yeah. yeah. Like, uh, your iPhone is can only go WPA2. Right. And most right. most technology for now will probably be that way at least for another couple of years um, just because yeah, exactly. of what's already in the design pipelines. Yep. Exactly. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, the, I, I, I can't imagine it'll be too complicated to deploy that but we'll see yeah um this is a new standard yeah no i mean that's all i mean i'm sure something whatever is going to follow 
uh, 802.11 AC is already, you know, they're already working on it. Well, um, I think what we're going to see pretty soon here is we're going to see full duplex Wi-Fi, meaning right now, you know, Wi-Fi, for those that don't know, Wi-Fi right now is half duplex where it can talk and it can receive. But separately. not at the same time. Yeah. Not at the same time. Full duplex is it can talk and receive. It can transmit, receive simultaneously. Okay. Which would make out, which is certainly, and I think that's interesting. And I think that's part of what they've been doing with like 802.11ac wireless, where it's because it's faster in terms of, not in terms of actual transmission speed, but I think it's more efficient in the way it's actually transmitting back and forth. Yeah. So it feels faster. Exactly. Like I know moving from N to AC was like, oh my God, this is amazing. Yeah. Uh, for me, like it's so much faster. Just, but that's yeah. the same thing as moving from G to N or, you yeah. know, A to G. It was like everything kind of changes right. up, and goes, and right. much like, exactly. much like, you know, with RC car, the more channels that are available, you can have to pick a different channel, be like, no, I want to be over here, or, you know, over here, right. that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, right. But auto switching channels become very efficient. So it's less interference and less. Right. Right. Um, Right. It depends on what band you're on. Uh, like yeah. a lot of people feel, well, a lot of people will misdiagnose Wi-Fi troubles. Just real quick. Uh, yeah. They'll d- misdiagnose Wi-Fi troubles as something with, something's wrong in their house, for example. Mm-hmm. Like it's their router. And reality is you're probably fighting on the same channel with your neighbors. Yeah, maybe. There's only, so, there's only so much bandwidth on each channel. So yeah. the, smart, the smart Wi-Fi routers will actually bounce around from channel to channel to find the one that's the most open. Yeah, no, and I, well, and that's usually, yeah. and it's, and usually I have it set, like for mine, I have it set to auto. Yeah. Uh, to switch that's that the stuff best. up if it happens. So, yeah, but you uh, can use, you, you can get, I mean, they have, there's Wi Fi scanners, you know, that yeah. you can download. Yeah. And, and basically you can see everybody that's on every was channel. not being so, used. Yeah. So like in our neighborhood, everyone was using the 2.4 gigahertz, you know, uh, bandwidth. And uh, we decided, you know what? We're going to go to five. We're going to go to five gig. Yeah. So we, we bought a system that had five gig, did a scan. Guess what? Nobody in the neighborhood's on five. It was wide open. Today, that was a few years ago. Today, everybody's on five now. Yeah. <laughs> right? So it's just, it's crowded again. Yeah. I find, I find it interesting. Well, too, and it, this is interesting. I was thinking about this a couple of weeks ago. I was out and I um, was using my iPad and tethering it to my phone. Yeah. And I did a test and stuff, and especially at this point now, it's interesting because it's faster for me to tether via Wi-Fi than it is via Bluetooth. Oh yeah, with with like tethering my iPad to my iPhone, sure, like pairing it, and it's fine. Like Bluetooth doesn't really do much for me anymore. Yeah, um, it, it's mainly for headphones or you know in the car currently because sure. my car doesn't do. Oh, I yeah. wish my car did did the did the more advanced Bluetooth so I could play audio that way. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't, so I have to wait. <laughs> it's kind of, I was like, I'm, I'm, I've been thinking about upgrading my phone, but I'm like, I don't want to lose the headphone jack for that one reason is that I don't have full Bluetooth in my car. Otherwise, I wouldn't care. Yeah. Because um, I tried that before uh, a couple months ago when my car, we talked about that on the show too. My uh, my car was in the shop and I had a loaner, right. like the brand spanking new Cadillac that had like all the bells and whistles on it and like 30 miles on it when I got it. I'm like, ah. Oh. Um, yeah. But it had full Bluetooth, and I put like I dropped my phone in the car, and as soon as I paired it, it started playing Overcast. Yeah, because I had it on before, yeah. and just it just picked it right up and right where I left off. I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing! Yeah. So for so for me, it was 
but it's it, it's obnoxious because sometimes you don't want it to start right away and as soon as it pairs it just immediately jumps into it like no yep. that's not what i wanted you know yeah. you, you don't know what's best for me thank you that's right no bad um, bluetooth my brother my brother runs into that when he's traveling like for work and stuff like the cars he gets sometimes have that and he pairs his phone and it'll start playing stuff and like i'll get in with like we're going out to dinner he picks me up and i get in and it's like playing he starts with the car and it's like some weird I'm like no i'm sorry yeah, yeah it just starts playing whatever it wants to um yeah. so yeah you know, it's and that's part of i think that's part of the larger mentality of apple but i think we may have to save that one for a separate episode because that's a longer conversation yeah um, well, technology yeah. moves so quickly it does yeah it you does know. it's but not but that's the thing technology moves quickly but the details it moves quickly but it doesn't spread quickly that's true I would that's the that. thing and a lot of that has to do with the development cycle for the things that that we think of as commercial like why isn't there internet in my refrigerator we're like well it takes a while to design that design something to fit that you know right exactly and we don't need a wi-fi enabled refrigerator you just don't um and yet you can't that open the door and look and see what might be going bad you know it's like come on right um so i think but in cars you know because the design pipeline is several years you know, to get in there. Right. So to change stuff like that at the last minute, because that could impact any number of systems. Yeah. Exactly. It's tough to do that. Now in CarPlay, Apple's CarPlay is just starting to yep. kind of massively show up in a lot of brands uh, yeah. and things. All the, well, I should say non-Ford brands. Right. Because um, they've got Microsoft. So, yeah. Yep, um, <laughs> so I think that, it just, yeah, it, it always takes some time. You hear about these wonderful advances and things that potentially could do amazing stuff. And it's like, yeah, but it's going to probably be a few years before we see it really anywhere. Like it's going to be, I mean, that is getting faster. Yeah. The time to market certainly, certainly improving, but it's going to be a while, I think, for, for some of that stuff to really yeah. uh, show up the way it needs to. Mm-hmm. Which is Best to stay on your toes. Yeah, you know always, it's always good to yeah. stand your toes for that. Yeah, stuff, so I, I just, I here's what we have what happens in our house is like we'll buy something because it's brand new and it's like, oh yeah, we're gonna go to this, and then like six months later, something better comes out. Yep, and we're like, oh man, we should have just waited. But then you're, but then you get stuck in this eternal wait. You know, yeah, it's waiting. and you just have to go with, you go with what you need at the moment. Yeah. And that's, and that's, like I said, you know, talking about like upgrading my phone and stuff. I mean, it's, I think about mainly just to get something with more capacity, like the features and stuff. I'm not so worried about because I like what I have so far. Yeah. Um, mainly still love the headphone jack, but, (laughs) um, with Apple, I mean, but I mean, there are some things I would like to do with it, but if I was going to get a phone, cause this is three years old now at this point, right. Which is fine. It's like I said, it still works. Excuse me. It still works. It's still supported and there's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. Um, I mainly just would like a higher capacity phone, sure. Uh, so I can store more stuff on it because that that's been a good experiment for a few years, but now it's starting to drive me a little little nutsy fagin sometimes trying to yeah. juggle how much stuff is on my phone. Yeah. Um, I like to have a little more little more room so I can you know have some flexibility. Mm. But uh, again, it's like, do I want to give up the headphone jack? Like I, I'm the earliest thing, even in the Apple's like refurbished store, the seven is the earliest thing I can get. Yeah. 
the oldest thing, the oldest thing I could pick up. So I have to yeah. kind of look at that and go, uh, do I want that? But, but to be fair, it is 128 gigs right now. So it's available. So I'm like, well, oh, I like that. Mm. Um, so, you know, it's a, it's a trade-off sometimes. So well, and now they have external, I mean, like for the iPhone, whatever they, they have external storage that you can plug into your phone. So you're not really, you're not really stuck with the, Oh, I only have 32 gig. Right. Well, the problem, well, the problem with that is unless the, unless the external storage is staying plugged in all the time, it right. doesn't do me any good. So right. that's, that yeah. like I yeah I like the idea of that to a right. point but, but then again can, I think about but then I, th- I think about cloud services and the things that I have already yeah right so yeah, I don't really right. need that so it's right. kind of but you can offload some things like movies or music or whatever onto some like if you're not listening to those things all the time sure you could free up storage on your phone that's that's the point of that so well that's a solution the thing. yeah there's not a well there's not a lot of that on here and that's the thing except for the podcasts that's mainly what I listen to, but I actively listen to that stuff all the time. And that's not really an issue. It's more, it's more when I want to try out new apps and some of those things. Like I just don't have, I I literally don't have the room to install stuff. Yeah. Um, So that does become a bit of a headache and like I have it automatically offloading apps I haven't used in a while, but then it's sit there. Then the time comes when I need it and I got to sit there and try and re-download it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's nice to have certain things available. Yeah. Um, and like I said, this is only a 16 gig phone. So like right. now that's absurd right. to really have at this point. 128 is probably still a little much, but yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I can shoot videos with it then, which I want for my own camera setup for practice. Uh-huh. You know, it's kind of, there, there are reasons I want a bigger phone right. for that, at least at capacity, not size. This is the perfect size for my hand and I yep. do not want a larger. Yep. I actually looked at the 10 R like the, the iPhone, the new, the new ones they talked about this year. Yeah. They released like the X, the the 10s. Sorry, the it's the XS. That's what it is. It's just right. XS. It's just, yeah. It's it was well named. Uh, I mean, that's just absurdly large. I don't yeah. know why anybody would need a six and a half inch the iPhone XS Max. I'm just like, why does right. anybody need a six and a half inch phone? Yeah, you know. Um, but I guess if you don't have an iPad and you don't want to you know, you don't have an iPad mini and you want something like that, then okay. Yeah. But that's just, yeah, that's just ridiculously large. And I, and then the, like I looked at the, the XR a little bit as well. And that, that would be more tempting. I would say if I was going to get one, that would probably be that, but I don't really have a need for something that. Sure. That it's still too big. Like it still feels too big in my hands. So and that's a six, that's also a six inch display. Sure. So I don't know. I don't know. It's just kind of silly. Um, but some people like it and you know, that's fine for them. So, and yeah. plus I don't have a thousand dollars to spend. So, you know, who does? Yeah, exactly. I just like, I'd rather, I mean, even, even a refurb like iPhone seven is still like four or 500 bucks. So it's, yeah, it's still a lot of money. So it's like, uh, I have to wait. Yeah. But something to think about, you know, hmm. as time marches on. Time anyway, on. speaking of time marching on, our time has marched on. Uh, I think yeah. we're just about at the end of this here. You know, so wrap it up. I think we're yeah. I think we hit a good stopping point this week. Now that we talked about <laughs> almost nothing, um, I encourage you guys. Uh, if you are mystery science theater fans like myself, you know, then you already know about Turkey Day. Don't forget the Turkey Day. The Turkey Day marathon is tomorrow, the Sunday 
as opposed to next Thursday, which is also good because that's on Netflix. Uh, for people who don't know uh, MST3K, dear God, look it up on Netflix and watch it. <laughs> you will, you'll, I think you'll enjoy it, maybe. Um, some people, you know, don't like other certain things. Um, so that's, you know, tastes are different. What have you. What have but, you. Yeah. So that's, uh, in the meantime, uh, thanks so much for listening to this hour of the Brian Trust. You can catch this episode and all of our episodes on our website at briantrustpodcast.com. Uh, you can, when you go there, you can uh, subscribe to get a future episodes by RSS in your favorite podcatcher or on Apple Podcasts. Wherever you do subscribe to the show, feel free to rate and review the show if they make that available to you. Ratings and reviews are how shows like ours get seen by other people. Uh, you know, so they can spread the good word. Um, if you do rate and review the show, you know, be honest, but be fair, especially on Apple Podcasts. If you like the show, even though you think there's some quibble with some things, feel free to rate it five stars anyway, uh, since that's all that Apple really seems to take into account. Um, and just let us know if you have any feedback for the show. You can contact us uh, by email at briantrustpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, we're also on the Facebooks at facebook.com slash the Brian trust. Uh, we're also available on Twitter. Um, the show is at the Brian trust individually. I am at actor geek. I am at B Selke. And that is going to do it for episode one Oh seven of the Brian trust. Have a very good Thanksgiving for those of you who choose to celebrate it. If not enjoy your Thursday, mm. uh, and we'll be back next week. So until next time, Thankful for the show. Gobble, gobble. Mm -hmm. Gobble, gobble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's not creepy. Make that, yeah no, not at all. all right. <laughs>